Welcome to Let's Talk Loyalty, an industry podcast for loyalty marketing professionals. I'm your host, Paula Thomas, and if you work in loyalty marketing, join me every week to learn the latest ideas from loyalty specialists around the world. This show is brought to you by the Loyalty and Awards Conference, the leading annual event for loyalty professionals in the travel industry. Make sure to join us this year from the 10th to the 12th of October in Madrid for the perfect mix of inspiring content and exciting awards. Check out loyaltyandawards.com for more information and to register. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Let's Talk Loyalty, where I'm delighted to be joined once again by Kim Hardaker. Managing Director of the Etihad Guest Programme and the Vice President of Loyalty and Partnerships at Etihad Airways. What I love about Kim's work is her unwavering focus on creating meaningful experiences. And in today's conversation, you'll hear all about the latest campaigns and initiatives that Etihad Guest are most proud of. Kim has a background in brand, marketing and advertising on the agency side in Sydney, as well as having led the development of world-leading digital experiences for Qantas loyalty. Now based in Abu Dhabi, Kim leads Etihad Airways' travel and lifestyle loyalty program, Etihad Guest, where customers are still at the heart of everything she does. So she continues to focus on delighting their members while also ensuring commercial value to the business. Etihad Guest has been awarded the best frequent flyer program in the Middle East and North Africa, as well as multiple industry awards in 2021 for their innovative mobile app, including the prestigious Loyalty and Awards for the best use of technology. She has recently received her Certificate in Behavioural Economics from the University of Toronto. And as well as her leadership of Etihad Guest, Kim also acts as an advisor for some of the Middle East's largest retailers and payment providers. So, Kim Hartiger, welcome back to Let's Talk Loyalty. Thank you, Paula. Nice to see you again. Nice to see you too, Kim. The last time we saw each other was back in Ireland. It was. Well, you say back in Ireland. I say very first time in Ireland. And uh, wow, yeah, what an incredible uh, experience. And oh, so green. Oh, so green, my goodness. And you spoke beautifully. So I got a, a quick update in terms of what we're going to talk about today for our global audience. But, uh, but tell me, I mean, the whole conference was fantastic. Did you enjoy the country as well by the sound of it? Absolutely. The conference was really quite something. And I think for all of us post-COVID, so nice to be together and uh, share totally. what's been going on. It's uh, A lot has happened for a lot of different brands in the last two years. And yeah. uh, although I didn't get to see too much of Ireland, I definitely will be going back. Uh, that beautiful uh, Kilcare Castle, if I pronounce that correctly, uh, yeah. really was quite something quite magical. And sure. uh, yeah, really enjoyed it. Beautiful yeah. Irish hospitality as well. 
There you go. And I will say as well, I have really been impressed over the years, Kim, um, with how Etihad as an airline has supported Ireland. Um, so lots of wonderful sponsorships and, you know, just as a destination for you guys, you've really done it very well. So, um, yeah, just a really nice, really nice to have you in the country, actually, just to, to celebrate that. Oh, thank you. I'm happy to hear that. Great, great. So let's get into our conversation for today, Kim. Um, as you know, my new opening question is trying to understand what is everybody's favorite loyalty program, either professionally, obviously you can't say your own, um, or just personally one that you actually get to use on a regular basis. So please do tell us what is your favorite loyalty program? I, uh, I do love this question because I feel like my an answer is very controversial <laughs> for someone <laughs> that works in loyalty okay. uh, to not actually name a traditional loyalty program. So my, uh, the brand I am most loyal, which I would say, uh, you know, the quintessential components of loyalty for yeah. me is Spotify. Why, okay. why do I say that? Because yes. as a music lover, it is, uses or Spotify uses data of things that I love, things that I interact with and things that I engage with uh, during you know, using the app or the, or the web and serves me more of what I really enjoy. It also brings me surprise and delight of things that maybe I didn't know about that I might actually really enjoy. Mm. And for a paid service, I, I always think, you know, if it were really a more expensive paid service, would I pay more? You know, what is the true test of my loyalty? Yeah. And uh, the answer is absolutely. Uh, I think, you know, from my perspective, it, it's relatively affordable for the value I get back. Yeah. Now, non-traditional, obviously, in regards to, you know, traditional benefits, but I think in, re in regards to what something really valuable to me that I think tapped into yeah. an experience that wasn't offered in the market prior to its entry yeah. is something, uh, yeah. So it sits on the top, non-traditional wow. loyalty, but something that drives a lot of loyalty from me yeah. and that feeling of recognition and reward. Yes. Well, I love that you use a controversial one, Kim, because, you know, <laughs> life would be boring if we all just kind of <laughs> followed the rules all the time. So I like that. Um, I originally would have um, probably resisted Spotify, perhaps. Maybe I'm just not as much of a music lover as you. But what I would say, though, Kim, is I'm very pleased that they're supporting the world of podcasting. Um, mm -hmm. So I don't know if you, you know, listen to podcasts as well on Spotify's music, but but, you know, they've done an awful lot to build up, I suppose, other forms of entertainment. Um, so audio as well as that whole music piece. So, yeah, I think it's a wonderful choice. Thank you. Thank you. I think, yeah, and absolutely. I do listen to podcasts and, you know, they've had a few really quite, you know, uh, big headlines on things like that recently. But uh, in my, my past working in advertising agencies, we actually had a couple of engagements or presentations from them in the early days. And equally yeah. their data data capabilities and what they do with that data uh you know from a, tr a traditional loyalty sense or a crm sense is is really yeah. quite impressive yeah. you know, there's lots of headlines in the news about um you know those capabilities but i think adding to your your original question it does uh yeah ticks ticks quite a few boxes 
Yeah. And I suppose when I often think about my own definition of loyalty as an industry, as distinct from me personally, it is about driving behavior change. Like that's what I love about what we do. The fact that you can actually go, here's something that people would love and let me see if I can tempt them or tease them or reward them into using that. So so the fact that they actually get you perhaps to listen to new music that you wouldn't have listened to or discovered otherwise is, is absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, super. Yeah. When I think about the old days, I guess it would have been your friend, you know, or, you know, we would just be t- talking about music amongst ourselves and kind of recommending. tape. Yes. <laughs> I was afraid to show my age. <laughs> there you go. My God. And if somebody really fancied you, they'd make you a mixtape. It was a real sign that they were. <laughs> they it were really serious. was. <laughs> oh, dear. So much in common. My goodness, Kim. So listen, back to Etihad Guest. Um, it's been actually two years, would you believe, since we got together on this show, Kim? And I do not believe it. No, it feels uh, incredibly uh, long, but yet even uh, not Not that far. Yes. uh, I feel like many of us feel that way at the moment. It is a bit bonkers, actually. Yeah. Um, But I do remember we had a lot of conversations because I suppose it was such a disruptive time. And thank God, I think we're all coming out into a a relative sense of normality. Um, Certainly in Ireland, I'm sure you experienced that as well. So I know you guys have been extremely busy um, with Etihad Guest over that couple of years. So we've a a few of your, I suppose, um, high profile campaigns and propositions that we're going to talk to our listeners about today. So first of all, I was going to ask you about the Australia campaign, Kim, um, because this was one that I know was a huge undertaking just in terms of logistics and uh, I suppose branding and marketing the whole destination of Abu Dhabi and really inspiring people to start traveling again. So would you tell us all about this wonderful Australia campaign that you ran for Etihad guest members? Sure, I would love to. So for those that uh, may have listened to our podcast uh, yeah, two years ago now, as you say, uh, they may recall thoughtfulness being at the heart of the strategy for our program. So throughout COVID, it became an increasingly important pillar in our strategy as traditional loyalty, in particular from a travel and lifestyle program like ours, became increasingly difficult for us to be able to show uh, and engage our members at such, you know, a tumultuous time and a non-traditional time or non-traditional experiences and behaviours that we were all a part of, whether it's personally or professionally. Mm. So with thoughtfulness at the heart and uh, obviously we, we had thankfully passed through the many tier initiatives that we were doing, the extensions, the the promotions to keep everybody's status on track yeah. uh, and a variety of other things that I think were, yeah. were definitely uh, what many programs were doing at the time was uh, how we look to engage and recognize how large communities of our members around the world have been impacted and uh, or are seeing the return to travel. And I think Australia uh, was very high in the the headlines throughout COVID for being one of the most restrictive markets in regards to travel, both uh, outbound and 
inbound. Mm. And uh, Australia is actually one of our top five markets. And we, some of the listeners may be familiar, we have a very strong relationship with Virgin Australia and Velocity Frequent Flyer, which we've had for quite some time. Mm -hmm. So together we share a really engaged community uh, for, you know, domestic and international travel. So it was a brief we uh, discussed with the team to say what's something that we could do that would be really different that would show our thoughtfulness but also really celebrate the markets reopening as uh, many know Aussies do love to travel totally we tend to be seen everywhere around the world <laughs> yes it's incredible <laughs> the actually. Irish too actually I would say <laughs> that is true <laughs> And so uh, we we workshopped a, a few ideas and uh, the team came up with uh, an incredibly bold idea to start with, which at first uh, we didn't actually know would get approved, uh, which was to charter an aircraft full of just Etihad guest members and bring them to Abu Dhabi. Wow. I always giggle at this a little bit and encourage (laughs) people to think about, if you imagine after a pandemic, uh, working for an airline uh, and, you know, obviously times times were tough, uh, walking into a boardroom and saying, can we charter an aircraft? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) The whole thing. Exactly. Great idea. Wow. But uh, we have an incredibly supportive and open-minded and creative thinking executive committee and, and CEO. And uh, we really done, we had done the, the thinking through and the hard work to say, how do we ensure that this is, you know, commercially yeah. uh, sense, sensible while also delivering on lots of value metrics, which may not be commercially uh, driven because at the end of the day, as a loyalty program, me- metrics are many. Uh, mm. And the these did really uh, this this initiative did really you know fire on a few different cylinders. So mm. uh, once we got that approval, uh, we launched uh, what is an extension of a campaign we did uh, in 2019 called Your Special Guests to be our special guests. And as part of our special guests, which is dedicated to our Australian members, we encouraged our audience in Australia to tell us in 25 words or less why they would like to visit us in Abu Dhabi and jump on this world first or very first Etihad guest flight. Wow. We were absolutely bowled over by uh, the number of entries of, of members new and uh, and past telling us, you know, some incredible stories of why traveling to, to Abu Dhabi uh, would be so meaningful for them. I think to add as well, the traveling to Abu Dhabi was not just uh, the flight, but we also uh, hosted these members for four nights and mm-hmm. five days, gave them some wonderful experiences around Abu Dhabi from visiting the desert to visiting some of the cultural and religious, uh, import, religiously important areas of Abu Dhabi yeah. and obviously plenty of free time to enjoy the sunshine. Mm. Uh, for any Aussie listeners, it has been raining in Australia for a very long time as well. So I think some <laughs> sunshine uh, and some uh, blue skies was yes. uh, was wow. very well appreciated. Yeah. And uh, so in 25 words or less, and the team, we, we collectively read those uh, those entries in wow. internally as well yeah. and chose 100 members and their plus ones to join us on on this trip. So it was, uh, as you mentioned at the beginning and without going into the detail, logistically, uh, Mm. you know, Mm. a wonderful learning experience. Yes, (laughs) I can imagine. (laughs) 
And, uh, but wow, like what an, uh, an amazing experience to be a part of. So not yeah. only did we host, uh, the guests on the flight and also in Abu Dhabi, but we did a celebration at Abu Dhabi airport, sorry, at Sydney airport. Okay. Uh, so at the, the gate, we had some, uh, some drinks and some canapes. Uh, we were able to, uh, for the crew and the captains to be able to be part of the experience. It also was coinciding with, uh, Etihad's 15 year anniversary of flying to Australia. Wow. Uh, so there was some great content that we'd had from some events we'd been running there as well. So on board the aircraft, we had uh, desserts, we had a cake, uh, we had a special menu, uh, and some special onboard announcements to welcome everybody on board the flight. So yeah, that was uh, our special guest. And, you know, I think uh, throughout that, that process, uh, we also got these, you know, wonderful opportunities opportunities to speak with members and for the members to meet other members as well and and bring the community together yeah. in a way that was also really important from my I recall there's a there's a few people actually that we're still in contact with uh you know that we we connected with throughout this experience as well that from arriving in Abu Dhabi or arriving in Sydney airport you know, independently didn't know each other to seeing them on the activities around Abu Dhabi that had made lifelong friends. So it was, uh, you know, wow. really quite powerful to see, yeah. you know, that excitement of people towards travel, that positivity, yeah. being able to create an experience that brings people together. Yeah. And then the, and then the icing on top really is not only did uh, they come to Abu Dhabi, we had an incredible number of people travel onwards. Uh, so ah. obviously it was just a nice uh, stopping off point. Uh, yeah. We had people meeting family around the world, whether in the UK or in Europe. And we also coordinated to secret uh, meetings for family here in Abu Dhabi. Oh, so we wow. had one lovely family that had a daughter that was uh, at university here in Abu Dhabi. Uh, yeah. So we organized a, a you know, wonderful moment when they arrived in Abu Dhabi uh, that she was there waiting for them and also another family. So those families who hadn't seen each other for two and, you know, and potentially two plus years. So to be able to reunite families, allow them to travel, experience the, the beauty and the wonders of Abu Dhabi and yeah. uh, enjoy that thrill of, of flying and, and, and traveling once again. Yeah. You know, you always make me want to cry with your campaigns, Kim. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I could just I think as an, as an Aussie as well, I, it was, I think we totally could yeah. easily identify with that as well. I had friends and family and, and yeah. equally myself, I, there was a yeah. long time I couldn't hug my parents or, yeah. or visit my friends. And, you know, that, that was, I think how many, many Australians, whether inside uh, yeah. the country or out, it, it was, uh, it was an emotional time. Um, yeah. So yeah, it was really, really yeah. great uh, to to be able to to be a part of that as well as as a yeah. fellow Australian. Totally, totally. Well, I can only imagine, uh, as you've said already, Kim, you know, the joy, the um, excitement and the challenge. I can imagine if I was trying to write 25 words to win something like that, my God, the, the amount of thinking that would have to go into making it like something that would absolutely be be a winner. Like, so I, I would say that the, you know, even reading all of those entries must have been a joy uh, to hear all of those kind of wonderful stories. But, but just you mentioned early on, Kim, 
him in that um, whole um, piece around, you know, your C-suite is clearly incredibly supportive and you have said that all along. So, you know, there's, there's clearly a real vision there with that, you know, idea of thoughtfulness. And I think I've said it to you before, people do feel that like, we all know loyalty programs can feel so transactional and we all focus on trying to build the emotional side. But but the fact that that's the pure intention of something like this is really something that comes through. But I'd love to just ask, what, what kind of commercial um, justification were you using? Was it building brand? Was it PR value? Just, I know you won't be able to tell us the metrics, but just what kind of business case did you have to put together to make that something that they were excited about for you? Sure. Yeah, I can talk to some of the the high level metrics. So yeah. definitely in regards to engagement. Uh, so that's a metric, and I think we actually may have talked about that, Paula, last time I was on. We have a proprietary score called our customer engagement score. Yes, yes, yes. And you did. Yeah. So that that score not only looks at active members in in you know the most traditional KPI of a loyalty program, yeah, but also stitches together other commercially led KPIs such as uh, redemptions or accruals and a, and a variety of other touch points. So we can use that score uh, very flexibly, actually, not just to look at engagement, but we also have a, a financial value attached to to that as well. So so. That that's a, a quick win for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, when it comes to looking at onwards travel, so so naturally we saw uh, people, whether it was redeeming their miles uh, or, or flying commercially uh, yeah. for their onwards travel around the world. Okay. So that, that was definitely a contribution. But mm. really, I think, um, sorry, and, and the PR value, which you, you also yeah. mentioned as well, but really starting at the top. And, and maybe going back to your previous point about that thoughtfulness is – it's so much uh, the core of our DNA that we understand the value, even though from a dollar value may not always have the, you know, an equivalent, uh, yeah. you know, in a business yeah. case, yeah. the power of the activities and the, the authenticity really does uh, make a difference for us. And I think there is also a component of trust to that because it has been something that we have focused on over the last three years since we relaunched in 2019. And as with the support of the executive committee and being able to demonstrate the power of of thoughtfulness across a variety of different activities yeah. is seeing also that long-term impact of... Yeah. Of. And so I also think it's a, an interesting point, right, of how business cases will evolve over time as, mm. as loyalty can be very transactional and in some situations will always be by its nature. Yeah. But how that different kind of loyalty that we're all experiencing or some of us are delivering or designing as we as as you and I speak will need a different type of business case because yeah. I think the traditional the the loyalty programs are not as traditional as they used to be and therefore the way we val- we uh, address or yeah. calculate value will yeah. need to come along with that. So I will be interested to see that. I think, w- you know, we pushed ourselves at the beginning because we were taking a yeah. leap of faith 
you know, at, especially when we had relaunched the the program, mm. and now over time, given our focus and that feedback, and and really the the importance we place on customer feedback and some of our softer metrics uh, is really, you know, helping us establish a, a new way of reporting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was literally just thinking, and and maybe you have this figured out, but certainly in my days, we didn't. And it was, you know, how do you quantify the impact of these initiatives, even on the, 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 the headline brand? So obviously Etihad Airways in your case, you know, so it's one thing to drive engagement within Etihad Guest, which is fantastic, but the halo effect that you drive for the airline itself, I think is something that must start to appear in the PL and maybe that is something that you've cracked already but it's definitely something I think for people listening to be thinking about more and more agree yeah fantastic and actually the other thing I was thinking about as well um I had Fred Reichelt on the uh, show back in December Kim who's the guy now most people wouldn't probably know his name but he's the guy who invented net promoter score that whole oh. framework I mean the man is mm-hmm. an absolute god he's um a fellow of Bain and Company so wonderful consulting mm-hmm. firm but all of these kind of things that you're talking about I mean I, I wasn't ever expecting to hear the word love coming through from from, you know, that kind of, you know, business discussion, but it's coming through in what you're saying, it's coming through in what he's saying. So actually genuinely loving your customers and your members is a good business strategy. So I'm just super happy that more and more people are copying onto that. <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? Because I think historically the the idea of even that word being on a document or being used in a corporate sense, yes. it would, would be non-traditional, right, or unexpected. But yeah, I think it really boils down to some of the core values, the core human values that are coming through and I would say more present since COVID yeah. because it did force a lot of things to go back to basics. And uh, I mean, Fred may have been using that terminology for, for you know, many, many years before, but yeah. I think that's, uh, you know, a really interesting space because we all talk about simplicity and that we need to simplify our engagement or simplify the way people are rewarded yeah. and those core values by nature yeah. are simple. Yeah. So I, I really like, like that example. Yes. Yeah. No, absolutely. So you're absolutely right. Actually, simplification is another one where, you know, anytime I do see a campaign that I actually understand and that I also like, like it's almost a feeling of relief, you know, that that you can see something that is hugely impactful without having to jump through hoops, you know, and try and Mm. figure out how do I get there or whatever. So um, again, I can hear like with your 25 words and, you know, um, hosting, you know, what was the terminology you used, Kim? Uh, be our guest, was it? For your our uh, special guest, our special guest, lovely, yeah. So, so that kind of concept, I can imagine the excitement now in Australia. So, I'm a little bit envious that Ireland didn't get to benefit, or <laughs> you know, <laughs> other markets. But then, I guess we didn't suffer with the borders closed like uh, like you guys did. So, yes, yeah, definitely the one to do it. So, well done, absolutely brilliant story, Kim. Um, what was I going to ask you about next? Uh, um, two other things. I think the next one was around a really um, important campaign you have, I think, at the moment. I think it's your most high profile one, Kim. And I know it's called Conscious Choices and seems to be doing 
um, a, a wonderful job, very comprehensive proposition all around the whole importance of sustainability. Um, and, you know, what Etihad Guest is doing to support the airline, I guess, with this um, critical, I suppose, concept for, for all of us, uh, you know, particularly, I suppose, again, coming out of COVID, I think we're back to the reality of we do have other big problems in the world that we need to focus our, our attention and energy on. So will you tell the listeners all about the, the Conscious Choices proposition? Sure, I would love to. So for Etihad, sustainability is one of our core priorities and uh, a strategic objective that has been a lot of uh, part of the focus and, and part of the discussions that uh, we have been leading, I, I would say comfortably, we are a front runner in many of the sustainability uh, activities uh, with a, a clear pledge for the reduction in our carbon emissions mm-hmm. and for our net zero to be by 2050. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been some more recent uh, releases as to we are fast-tracked, we are ahead of that commitment Uh, through a variety of different initiatives and we'll continue to focus on how we can do more Mm. uh, and also rally together the industry as we all very much have a role to play and how we can make travel more sustainable. Mm. So leaping off uh, that point is uh, Conscious Choices, which Mm -hmm. is Etihad Guest's contribution to our sustainability strategy and how we could engage our community of members around the world to be able to empower them to make more conscious choices, whether that's while they're flying or in their everyday. So... For us, it was, uh, I mean, use the word campaign for us. The word we're using is chapter. So it's not a new part, sorry, it's not a a new program that has to be joined per se. It's a a complementary set of sustainability initiatives that we have uh, launched as part of the program. So Mm -hmm. if we take a step back as to the strategy that I spoke to, so thoughtfulness being the pillar, and this is really for us the thoughtfulness towards our environment and mm. our, our communities within within that are a, a key focus of our sustainability initiatives. So a big part of this process and actually this strategy design is how we can ensure that this is complementing the initiatives that are already in play and also helping to apply a future lens to Uh, aviation, but Mm -hmm. also how our members are engaging with their own sustainability initiatives. So, excuse me, whether that is uh, reducing their carbon footprint, uh, and there's a variety of ways that obviously that can be done through to offsetting uh, their carbon footprint. So, as part of Conscious Choices, our members have 18 different choices uh, Mm -hmm. that they can be rewarded for, and that is whether, as I said, they want to reduce their carbon footprint through uh, choosing to go for a digital-only card, uh, going away from that standard plastic card and their kit, through to carrying less luggage. Now, this was a really interesting one because it was part of this education process of how could I travel more sustainably without Mm. having to make major changes or, uh, you know, with with little behaviour change, but some awareness. Yeah. And uh, so as little as five kilos less luggage can have a significant uh, reduction on uh, travelling passengers' carbon footprint. 
So using pieces like of education like this to help people travel more sustainably mm-hmm. and those uh, those conscious choices are rewarded uh, with our status currency, which is TMILs. Ah. Equally, we have uh, liberated our loyalty currency, our Etihad guest miles to also enable members to be able to minimize their carbon footprints through a variety of different, uh, options, whether that's using the miles in our redemption store for more sustainably or ethically sourced, uh, products. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's quite a lovely range of, uh, products on there for around the world, including yeah. some that just launched, uh, two days ago. Actually, we've worked with a, uh, a local artist to use our um, leftover or recycled uh, uh, onboard materials such as leathers and fabrics uh, to make some really lovely handbags uh, and some other activities. So they are now on our reward store. Wow. And through to Carbon Offset. So we work with our partner out of New Zealand, who's Carbon Click, where we've actually designed a set of carbon offset types. Now going to a range of high quality carbon offset projects, uh, which are supplied by Carbon Click. And those offsets are designed to be um, purposeful in regards to it's a short haul flight. It could be a long haul flight. It can even go towards driving a small car through to an SUV, mm-hmm. uh, through to offsetting uh, your house uh, in regards to the operating electricity, for example, the footprint of you know operating your home. Mm. So we've made those nice little bite-sized chunks of carbon offsets that are starting from as little as 203 Etihad guest miles. Uh, so that people can actually, you know, make a positive step forward uh, using our currency. Mm. Uh, And again, it's whether, you know, not just from offsetting your travel, but if you have a personal goal towards Mm. your carbon uh, reduction, that those types of offsets that we've designed means that those miles can also go towards your own activities as well. So uh, they are, that's, that's a, 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 yeah. I hope a uh, overview of the conscious choices that have been uh, launched with, and then shortly after we launched conscious choices, we announced uh, with our one of our newest partners, which is Talabat, who is uh, for those around the world uh, one yes. of the UAE's uh, top food delivery services or mm-hmm. actually logistics companies, mm-hmm. uh, where we agreed uh, that we would offset all of our members' deliveries via the Talabat. Uh, service or partnership Mm -hmm. uh, using our card linking program miles on the go uh, that all of those deliveries are now offset so there is a a lovely badge uh, attached to that as well so all of these conscious choices are in Etihad guest profile Mm -hmm. uh, and they are effectively uh, yeah badges that members can earn and as I said get rewarded for with their tier miles so uh, we are constantly uh, engaged with our members and our partners and uh, working very closely with our sustainability team to see how we can introduce new conscious choices, yeah. provide members more choice because Etihad is a, a brand of choices. Yeah. And we've also used our customer advisory board, which I think I mentioned last time we spoke yeah. as well. We have uh, around in our key markets mm. because sustainability has at a different, uh, many different topics or many different, uh, I suppose, uh, 
progress in different markets yeah. as well, yeah. uh, which we're really familiar with. So we've spoken to our members in different markets to say, how do these conscious choices resonate with you? Where mm. do you think we could be doing more work on education, for example? Where yeah. can we be f- providing more, more choices and equally how we can provide more rewards for making responsible choices? So the tier miles I mentioned are what's present now. Mm. We're obviously working through some of the great feedback to be able to give people more recognition and reward uh, and equally how we encourage uh, more people to participate. So I think one of the key parts of our strategy is it's not about, uh, it's really about encouraging positive change as opposed to taking anything away uh, from from people that are already, you know, enjoying yeah. the services. Yeah. So as part of that, you know, in parallel with that education and, and recognising positive behaviours yeah. together, you know, and and we see ourselves as part of this this community. As as I said, we all have a responsibility for the environment, mm. and how together that we can really make a positive impact and a positive change. Yeah, and it's it is incredibly powerful, Kim. Uh, thank you for that um, wonderful explanation. What I really liked, and I was watching your you know beautiful launch ad actually just before we came on air together, and what struck me about it was the fact that it's kind of focused on this taking action um, mm-hmm. because I do think there's a it's you know I think in the past you know there's lots of brands that have you know put big goals up there in terms of you know claiming to be sustainable um, and maybe that is something they're working towards but to make it something that I can do as an Etihad guest member which is practical it's in my control and you're facilitating that with 18 choices like actually that's that's an awful lot of choices for something that is sometimes difficult to measure, difficult to educate people around. And as you said, actually, uh, Kim, it's it's a lifelong uh, proposition now, I guess, that people over time will increasingly need more options, but already to have 18 choices to, uh, you know, to feel that connection and make a conscious choice is fantastic. Thank you. Definitely yeah. more work to do in that space. And and because it's a it's an evolving uh, landscape, yeah. I think, in regards totally. to sustainability. I think for us, yeah. uh, you, you know, we were one of the first, if not the first in market from a, a loyalty program point of view. I think there are some other great examples of, of brands yeah. in the same industry doing some some great things too. And uh, I mean, we are so happy to see it. It's, it's not about yeah. only, you know, we don't, we all yeah. need to be doing our bit. And, uh, you know, I celebrate every brand uh and and everybody that's that's participating in that to make a difference because yeah yeah, it's it's the it's the momentum and the sum of the parts and and collective mindset Mm. towards making that change that is is really going to be able to yeah really really see us make a difference so we're really excited about it it's been uh, really positive in regards to the number of members that are engaged so we're we're close to about six percent of our active members are participating and and making conscious choices which Mm. is is phenomenal given we uh we launched in january so yeah, you wow. know, a good good progress, and yeah. uh, the team are continuing to work on uh, yeah. not only the conscious choices, but how we make it easier. How do we make that more simple for our members to be a part of? Yeah. Uh, find choices that that suit them, and also help to you know really re- recognize and hero those that are really committed. 
uh, mm. to to making more conscious choices to ensure that they are recognised for mm. for what the efforts that they're they're making. And and I would love to see at some point or here in the future, Kim, um, you know, some of the measurements around uh, what Talibat um, are able to achieve in partnership with, with Etihad, you know, because, you know, we're all so fond of our delivery services from Talibat. So I'm sure they'll put some fascinating statistics together at some point in terms of, you know, how much offsetting you can do through that partnership with them. So actually delivering something at scale in everyday life, as you said, I think it's a, it's another lovely concept. And I think it's the power of brands coming together. You see more and more announcements and commitments come from brands around the world and, and you know, industries outside of, uh, of ours yeah. as well. Yeah. And, you know, obviously we talk about us providing choices, but, uh, you know, being able, brands coming together to be able to even, you know, magnify or amplify that uh, is also, I think, an exciting space. Mm. And uh, I know Talibat also have a, you know, a very thorough and uh, focused sustainability vision that mm. they are working towards. So we'll continue be looking, continuously be looking for opportunities to to expand that, mm. while also you know d- continuing discussions with other partnerships. How can we how can we take that forward and and hero other fantastic activities that are happening in this space? Yes, yes, and I'm a big fan of partnerships, Kim. I've often said on the show like that's actually how I got into loyalty, and to me there is so much power when you can find two brands that do have similarly aligned vision um, and brand values, I guess, as well. So it sounds like that's a, an increasing direction you're, you're going in general as well, is it? For us, it always has been. We okay. have an incredible portfolio within Etihad Guest across all of the different key categories and some, I think for us, you know, unexpected or uh, new. So Talabat being one of our newest yeah. uh, and also with the launch of our uh, card linking uh, miles on the go, we've been able to create new types of partnerships that probably wouldn't have existed before given yeah. really empowered or enabled by, you know, some great tech that's coming out in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, I might just jump onto Miles on the go if, if that, that works I was for you. Literally about to ask him because it's <laughs> probably my favorite concept that you guys did in the last couple of years. I mean, it was just genius. So yeah, please do explain. Uh, thank you. So uh, if I take a step back from the partnerships component, uh, so Miles on the Go uh, for us is uh, was our baby uh, that was launched in January, sorry, June 2019 uh, as part of the Etihad Guest Mobile app. And uh, a long time coming, I think, as we were trying to push the boundaries to, to liberate our currency in more channels and with more partners than we had in our existing offering. And uh, yeah, for those not familiar, it is our version of card linking, but as opposed to the traditional sense of card linking, Mm -hmm. uh, the card linking is actually done via our mobile app. So uh, throughout our mobile app, it's linking uh, any Visa card 
Mm-hmm. Obviously, we uh, prioritize our wonderful range of portfolio, sorry, of our, of our co-brand credit cards. Sure. But by linking the credit cards into the app, then using those credit cards with any of the partners that are signed as part of Miles on the Go, that's tapping at the POS, that's also shopping online. We have quite a few online partners as well. Mm. Members receive a push notification from the Etihad Guest app that enables them to either redeem real-time for the for Etihad guest with Etihad guest miles for that purchase, mm-hmm. or accrued miles uh, for that purchase. So, yeah, a simple load of the card, a simple tap of the push notification, and we have been able to connect members now with over nine hundred partners across the UAE. Some global partnerships as well, such as Farfetch. Uh, many may know is a, a yeah. high high end yeah. uh, online fashion retailer. We, uh, three weeks ago, four weeks ago, just before Ramadan, actually, we launched uh, Abu Dhabi Duty Free uh, in Abu Dhabi Airport. Cool. As well. Very uh, nice. Tell about, I mentioned, and, uh, you know, a nice uh, roadmap still to come. But I think, you know, for us, those those partnerships, why that's made that possible is the tech is very easy turnaround. It has little to no, uh, you know, requirements from the partner, you know, wow. no heavy lifting. The yeah. heavy lifting is is done on our side or is, is the way that that's set up, but equally no heavy yeah. lifting on the member side. Yeah. And that for us was the key I, I made reference to, you know, our intention to launch this, you know, much, yeah, not in the middle of COVID. <laughs> did the maths. <laughs> yep. That was not, not, not the uh, ideal, uh, uh, launch timing, but it ended up being the ideal launch timing because, uh, you know, as we touched on in the beginning, we were looking for ways for members to be able to continue being, you know, recognized and rewarded as part of our loyalty program. Yeah. And while they may not have been using their currency for flights, they could use that for the for the everyday. You know, we saw how the, you know, from our from, um, you know, economically how spending was changing. So we wanted to be able to give that flexibility for the currency. So that that simplicity is everything for us, everything for the members and for the partners alike so that, you know, we can see those partnerships into market very quickly. Uh, The currency being as seamless as possible and uh, actually... It uh, just made me think we uh, only just uh, at the end of Eid um, announced our, our newest campaign, uh, which actually heroes the world of Etihad Guest uh, and the 900 plus partners. So we have okay. a wonderful range of partners here. We've got an amazing support network uh, yeah. and the ability for members to be able to earn and burn in, uh, you know, mm. yeah, hundreds and hundreds of different locations means that the program becomes more rewarding for For, for everyone in our community. Absolutely. And I know, for example, within those 900 partners, Kim, you have the top shopping malls in Abu Dhabi. So really kind of premium destinations that people really love to shop in. So the Mm -hmm. fact that you can have that experience, again, just by having linked the card already in the app, uh, I just, as you said, it was perfect. And and I suppose helped you guys, you know, complete the picture of becoming a lifestyle brand, um, you know, at a time when being an airline was probably the most difficult it's ever been so really a lovely lovely uh, result all around yeah we're we're very we're very happy 
uh, always more work to go. The technology <laughs> uh, landscape is forever changing and uh, not without its challenges, but uh, no yeah. challenges we accept. It, it's really about continuing to make it uh, the best it can be and providing that choice and that recognition for our members. For sure. Brilliant. So listen, um, the last part I wanted to ask you about, Kim, was I know you have some, um, I suppose, a new version of the beautiful campaign we talked about together two years ago, which was called Your Special Guest. Um, So uh, you haven't, I don't think, released this new uh, version or round two of this just yet. But uh, can you give us any hints as to what to expect with uh, Your Special Guest round two? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I can give you a hint, but that's about it, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, I'm dying to know. So uh, the the very first uh, round of your special guest was right smack bang in the middle of the pandemic. So, you know, thoughtfulness, the, the, what we were asking our members was to nominate someone that had been thoughtful. Yeah. Uh, this time around, uh, this, the second uh, launch of uh, your special guest was people that had been thoughtful, not only to those around them, excuse me, but equally to the community or to the environment. Ah, So uh, not so much of a focus, obviously, just on COVID because thoughtfulness was actually happening everywhere, you know, even before COVID. So um, without uh, giving away too much of our our secrets, uh, there is, you know, again, some incredibly thoughtful, kind people, people that are really committed to to making a change and equally, you know, a change in the world and how they can influence those around them to, um, you know, do more and be more and, uh, you know, really, uh, I suppose, stepping forward and and showing, you know, what good looks like. So, uh, more to come more uh, to come in the not too distant future uh, Great. but uh, yeah we're we're equally excited about um launching that and uh sharing more positivity Wonderful. My goodness. Well, my eyes will be wide open throughout the summer, of course, watching all of your communications. Hopefully we'll see that coming to market very soon, Kim. So listen, I have asked all of my questions. I feel fully up to date now and Eddie had guessed Kim. So thank you for explaining it all so beautifully. Um, Was there anything else you wanted to mention before we wrap up today? Mm, No, I think uh, they were some of the highlights for us. Uh, right now and uh, yeah I appreciate uh, the time chatting Paula it's always a pleasure and uh, yeah I hope we get to do this in the not too distant future absolutely wonderful well on that note Kim Hardaker Vice President of Loyalty and Partnerships and Managing Director for Etihad Guest thank you so much from Let's Talk Loyalty this show is brought to you by the Australian Loyalty Association the leading organization for loyalty networking and education in Asia-Pacific. Their International Virtual Loyalty Conference will take place on the 25th of August 2022. Register now to hear global experts discuss current trends in loyalty marketing. There will be fantastic networking opportunities, questions and answers, gamification and great prizes to be won. Visit AustralianLoyaltyAssociation.com to find out more. Thank you 
so much for listening to this episode of Let's Talk Loyalty. If you'd like us to send you the latest shows each week, simply sign up for the Let's Talk Loyalty newsletter on letstalkloyalty.com and we'll send our best episodes straight to your inbox. And don't forget that you can follow Let's Talk Loyalty on any of your favorite podcast platforms. And of course, we'd love for you to share your feedback and reviews. Thanks again for supporting the show.